0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie F and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, May 1, 2018. Today we are reading from the big book chapter five and we're at page 58, the first paragraph. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Alana M. For the 12 traditions, Amanda S. And reading the text are Barbara E. Deborah S. and Gina F. The reference numbers for Monday, April 30th are, for the 7 a.m., 11358. That's 11358. And for the 10 a.m., 11359. That's 11359. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. can recover through abstinence and the practice of the twelve steps and twelve traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now Kristen ask D. Alana, ex- Sorry, you. Kristen
1: D checking in.
0: Thank you. I will now ask Alana M to read the twelve steps. Alana, please press star one to unmute.
2: Katie, hi, it's Alana, um,
3: sorry, a compulsible reader uh, from Ottawa, Canada. My name is Alana, and these are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves.
0: And I
2: will now ask Amanda S. to read the 12 traditions. Amanda, we can't hear you. This is good Jamie. morning,
4: Katie, may I be heard? Yes. Okay, good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Amanda S., a recovered compulsive overeater from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so
0: much. How our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book and we are on page 58, paragraph one.
5: I will ask Barbara E. to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. This is so excited. I'm bouncing up and down in my seat to begin How It Works and chapter five, all on May 1st. And this wonderful paragraph, I'll get right to it. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to be born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty their chances are less than average. There are those, too, who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they had the capacity to be honest. So many important words, so many important thoughts here. Rarely have we seen a person fail, infrequently. Uh, uh, the, when, a man, when a man or woman, child, anyone has thoroughly, that means rigor, rigorously followed our path. That's one path, not a variety of paths. Constitutionally, meaning mentally or physically incapable. And notice here, my fellows, honest has been said three times in this one paragraph. Honesty had always been hard for me. This is a chapter that these four chapters that preceded it gave us the problem. Now how it works shows me how to get results. But I had to be furry, thorough, no wiggle room here. If I truly wanted the personality change, transformation offered me. I had to follow this book as it was written I could not take it my way alone. For almost two decades, I was only concerned with the finite things. My weight, my size tag, the newest diet, how you perceived me, even though I knew I was a piece of crap. I was worried about the world condition, but too lazy to do anything about it. I had to get you to like me Now I know so differently. I have to be meticulous, meticulous. I have to be thorough. I have to be rigorously honest, rigorously, exactly. And I have to do it not just for today, not just for tomorrow, but for the rest of my life. This is not a one and done deal for me. I thought it was, but I was wrong. I have to live in steps 4 through 9 and 10, 11, and 12 every day of my life. Today, I begin a three-day colonoscopy cleanse. And I said my set-aside prayer, saying, my God, there are people in the world who get only a crust of bread every few days. And all my doctor is asking me to do is abstain for three days. And I can do that because my work here with you is more important than anything else in the world, certainly not food. I wanted to be rid of my obsession with food, that mental twist that drove me back over and over again to pick up the food and convince myself that I could yet again go out and live as a normal man, I am not normal when it comes to food, but this paragraph gives me hope. I can do it if I am rigorously honest. Thank you so much. I pass. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Okay. Thank you, Barbara E.
0: And now if you unmute and if you could pause for a second and make sure no one else is speaking and give me your name, I'll take some names.
6: Tina
7: California.
6: <laughs> Larry okay. K. Rita Carey.
0: Har- okay, I heard Holly Harlan S from Texas, Rita. Tina, S. Tina. Jan F. Tina Janet. Christine.
8: Rowan. Holly S from
0: Texas. Okay. Okay, um it's Holly, okay. Okay, that's enough for right now. Um I heard Harlan G, Rita I'm not sure which initial it was, which reader it was. Holly S., Tina from Florida, Larry K., and a Kristen, I think. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Harlan.
9: Thank you, Katie. I'm Harlan G., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Most of the big book was written in Newark, New Jersey on Walnut Street in the office of uh, Hank Parkhurst. There was Ruth Hock who typed it, and there was Bill Wilson, and there was Hank. This chapter was written in Bill's house at 182 Clinton Street in Brooklyn Heights. And he felt that it was time to codify the program of action and he felt as if the pencil had taken on a life of its own. And within 20 minutes, he wrote Chapter 5, one of the greatest pieces of spiritual literature inside, one of the greatest pieces of spiritual literature ever known to man. But there was a lot of fighting and a lot of controversy that was to come, and we'll get into some of that later on as we go through the chapter. But one of the things that is most missed in this paragraph is We are using absolute language. There is no wiggle room in this paragraph. But what is it that we must be honest about? Now, certainly the easy answer is everything. That's a very easy answer, and that's true. That's fundamentally true. But what we really are getting referred to here when he is talking about being honest is this. Am I, based on the first four chapters and the doctor's opinion, am I ready to admit once again that I am a compulsive overeater? And what does that mean? That means I have a physical allergy to certain foods, an adverse abnormal reaction, and I have a twist of the mind that drives me into the food against my will in search of relief from the pain of not eating. I must be honest about that situation. Anything less than honesty about that situation, step one, will mean that I will not see the need to proceed with the rest of the work. The depth at which I accept step one will mark the urgency that I will move forward. We've also just had chapter four where it's step two that I need to be willing. Nobody says I have to believe. It says, do I believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? If I'm ready to be willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself and I've accepted the fact that I'm a compulsive overeater, now I'm ready to take action because now I'm ready to do business. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan. Okay, Rita, it's your turn, followed by Holly S. Maybe it's
10: so
0: Reba. Much. Okay, Rita, go ahead. Okay, thank you great. so much. Thank you.
10: Yeah, this is Rita Kay from Kansas, uh, Recovered in Kansas. Um, thank you for your service. You know, uh, the word honest or honesty, or, you know, it's mentioned three times in this one paragraph. And the thing that jumps out at me all the time, you know, in this in this uh, in this first paragraph of how it works, is the part that talks about being constitutionally incapable. You know, for a long time, I thought that that was me—that I'm I'm I can't get this or I won't get this because I'm constitutionally incapable. And and the word constitutionally refers to a person's nature, you know, like like what am I like, you know? Am I am I willing? Am I able to even do this? And the thing that I did not see was the rest of the sentence, and it says constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves, because you know, in 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 OA, and for years I would get. constitutionally incapable of following the food plan constitutionally incapable of abstaining from this or abstaining from that you know so that's what I heard constantly was that this was about the food and uh today is my today today is my one-year recovery birthday and and you know and I woke up and I heard somebody say hey it's May Day and I thought that's right it's May Day you know and 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 I think about that and you know, I've had I've had sometimes I will stop and say, you know, I've been here before, I've had one year before, but when I look at my thoughts and my beliefs and what I told myself from you know, from this reading that I must be one of those people that Bill is writing about. I must be constitutionally incapable, but the rest of it said of being honest with themselves and when you look at the fact that this is a program of honesty this isn't a program of a food of, of no sugar of no flour this is not a program of weighing and measuring this is a program of rigor being rigorously honesty honest i'm sorry with our, with ourselves and with everybody else and when you start with that as a foundation you go from there and and I and what I do is allow my higher power to grow me up from there and I'm still growing up in this program I'm still getting it and getting what it means to me but this first paragraph sets the precedence for me as far as what does it mean for me to live daily in this program as an honest person. And with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank
0: you, Rita. Holly S., and happy anniversary. Um, Holly S., you're up, followed by Tina S.
11: Hi, good morning. May I be heard? Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Um, good morning, Maya my friends in recovery and this is a hard conversation for me this morning I was encouraged yesterday by um, a recovered friend program that you know I need to be honest I need to be honest that um, you know I went to um, OA convention last weekend and had the this huge mental um, slip that uh, that somehow the food at the hotel would be okay for me to eat and it's just been like the worst week of my life and um, as I as I look at my book this morning, it says rigorous honesty. I've just written this in the margin. It says rigorous honesty demands. I accept my allergy and mental twist. I will never be able to eat like a normal person. And, um, you know, I just want to be honest and say that, um, wow, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and, and look at some things that maybe I just didn't get the first time around. And, um, I'm so I'm so grateful for the people in my life that will ask me the really hard questions. Um if you're trying to do this program and, and you don't have anyone asking you the really tough questions, um you know, I would encourage you to, to do that, to, to seek out people that are that are recovered and that are um they're just willing to be honest. <laughs> They've been there. I
4: really am grateful for your service this morning, all of you, and uh, and with that I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Holly. Tina S., you're up, followed by Larry K.
12: Thanks so much, Katie. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Awesome, great stuff. I remember when I first came into recovery, I wanted to start at this, on this page, how it works. You know, but there was work Prior to this, for sure, for sure, and this is step three, you know, and uh, you know, one of the things that I know today, you know, and I'll say, and it was already said, you know, it used to say never, it now says rarely, you know, um, but you know, one of the things that I know are there are, are simple directions in here. If I'm following, then I got a shot. Then I can go to ABC, you know, one, and also it, it says here it says those who do not recover, people who cannot or will not. You know, I was one of those who will not. You know, as long as I kept doing what I was doing and I didn't get out of the way, I didn't have a shot. You know, I didn't have a shot. You know, I can remember a sponsor telling me, give up the fight, Tina. Give up the fight. I didn't even know what she was talking about. You know, but I had to get out of my own way to be willing, to be right where I was. And I love that it was talked about. All I needed to do was to be willing. You know, I could start right where I was, you know. And then it tells me, it says, they're such unfortunate. They're not at fault. And it says they're naturally incapable of grasping, taking hold of, and developing, building, you know, making happen, growing, a manner of living, a way of life, which demands rigorous honesty, you know. uh, And I have to do that over and over and over again, you know, and, you know, and I have to come on the line and say, hey, you know, you know what I just said, well, that was a lie, you know, I have to be real here. You know, because I'm, I'm not kidding anybody but myself. And what happens is I'm the one who suffers. And the people about me do for sure also. But one day at a time, if I get up and I suit up and I follow some direction, I got a shot. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to what, every, what everybody else has to share. That will pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Tina. Okay, Larry Kay, it's your turn, followed by Kristen R., I think.
6: Th- thanks, Katie. Um, appreciate your service. The, um, you know, it's it's interesting to me that the uh, the spiritual program. One of the things that the spiritual program is about is about making the conscious decision. To stop optimizing my life to be, you know, popular among my friends and my family, instead, to focus on being authentic. I think that's what I read in these paragraphs. We need to be authentic, and it, it sounds reasonable. But if through the steps I become more authentic, what 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 if you don't like my authenticity? Well, then I run the risk of you hurting me. You may reject me. You might text me with your displeasure. You may demand that I I be something that 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 you feel that I should be based on your your script. See, you know, I, I came into this program being a pleaser like that, and I and I wanted desperately for you to like me, and it's hard to be authentic when you're trying to please everyone. And as we approach step three, you know, we're ready to embark on this very work that's going to change us, that may save our lives, right? And are we willing to face the unknown? Because step three is going to ask me to lay aside my armor, And when I don't have my guard up, when I don't have my armor on, I'm very vulnerable. And without my armor, I am very uncomfortable. And I might just sabotage myself before I even get out of the gate. See, I need my emotional crust. I need my emotional armor. And that's that defensive coating that starts out as a a protection, but it ends up as an emotional prison. And see it, it that, that armor, it, it filters out potential harm, but it also simultaneously, you know what it does? It stops love and it stops change from coming in. And it's it's all about how open and deeply I'm willing to risk to live my life fully, to stop pleasing others. You know, if I if I choose if we choose to keep our spiritual heart in an emotional castle, you know, surrounded by a a moat of of doubt and fear, well, then I'm safe. I could become locked into this sanctuary of loneliness. So the honesty, you know, Harlan talked about it. We have to get honest about, you know, who we are. Do do we have this allergy of the body? Do we have this obsession of the mind? And step two, can we be open just open to the possibility that a power greater than ourselves could restore us. And if we could say yes to those things, then we've taken step one and we've taken step two, and now step three is merely, am I ready to move on with the rest of the steps? I, I wanna be free today. The question always comes back to how free do I wanna be? With that, I'll pass, thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry. Okay, now we have Kristen. Who so I'm sorry, I didn't get your initial, okay, I thought I heard a Kristen, maybe not um okay, so now I will open it up to more shares if you could please pause before saying your name um to make sure no one else is already talking. Who would like to in. in California
6: Mar- Anne. Anne. C. Lauren
8: n Mar-
13: Mar-
0: Mar- 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 Anne. Anne. Nessa R. Nessa R.
13: Arlene H.
0: Arlene H.
8: Roanne Melanie M.
0: M. Roanne M. Melanie, M.
14: Melanie M.
0: Melanie M. Okay. Um. And I believe I saw. I heard Melissa C. And we'll stop yeah. at that. Okay. Okay. I have Charles H, Nicole C, Lauren N, Nessa R, Arlene H, Rowan M, Melanie M, and Melissa C. And I'm not going to try to figure out if we'll have enough time for all them, but we'll just do our best. Charles H, you're up.
2: Thank you very much um, for your service. I'm going to leave some time on the clock because it ain't really that important for me to say stuff that already been said. Um, I, I could tell you that we're, this is still part of step two because, um, you know, as we go on to the text, it says being convinced, you know, a few pages from here and, um, I, you know, reading this, and it's just for me. Maybe it's step three for you if you want it to be. I don't, you know, your business is your business. Your recovery is your recovery. I could tell you I was I was never honest, never, and I'm never 100% honest. But um, I could tell you. Lack of popularity, that was my dilemma, you know. And, and and popularity nearly killed me. So I like to fall back now and just be um, protected in the herd because I thought I was God. <laughs> and then, you know, page 62 tells me i got to quit playing God, right? And page 60, 61, and 62 explains what happens when I live in self-will. So... And then the top of 59 tells me, without help, it is too much for us. And it tells me I cannot um, reduce self-centeredness on my own. I had to have help. And and, and later on in the page, you know, an old-timer in AA said, why don't you go ahead and sign the contract? Page 58 is a contract for me. And I I totally surrendered. Um, I totally trusted This man, because I've seen that the problem was solved in him, and, like, you know, um, and I turn into a pumpkin every single day. Every single day I take my will back, and every single day I surrender my will. So this this is a fight every single day, and I'm grateful to be in the fight. And with that, I pass. Time left on the clock.
8: Thank you, Charles. Okay,
0: Nicole C., you're up, followed by Lauren N.,
7: Hi, this is Nicole C. Can I be heard? Yes, okay, great. Thank you so much. And thank you for being able to filter all of our names. I don't think I could do that. um yeah, I'm Nicole C. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm in California and i I just love this this paragraph in this chapter, and I just keep thinking about the gift of desperation and i've I've really learned you know the hard way, you know, with myself and with sponsees that I can't give anybody the gift of desperation. I really wish I could. I really wish I could. I wish I could just hand it over and say, here you go. This is all you're going to need to get by. And it's a very personal experience that has to come from within. I had to be beaten down. I had to. I had to have the experience where I had a shoe On my head against the ground holding me down and I was suffering and I was in pain and the pain was so great and I was so desperate and I hurt so much from overeating over and over and over again that I was willing to do anything anything to never have to live like that again and I can't give that to anybody they have to experience that themselves. And for me, I was only willing to change everything when I was so desperate to not feel like that anymore. I was forced into submission. I was forced into being honest with myself. And I love where it says that those that are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves, I love that it says they're not at fault because I know that I can't just yell louder. I can't just say it differently. Like There is actually nothing I can say to somebody that isn't done. I cannot pick the right word, the right phrase, the right time. They have to have the gift of desperation just like me. And when I had ordered my wedding dress, and by the time it came in, I couldn't get it over my thighs, I was devastated. And I was more devastated when I white knuckled for a year trying to get into that dress. It barely fit. And then, literally, within the next month, month and a half, all the weight was back on after the wedding. And I was bending over trying to get my spanks on, and I was breaking a sweat, and I couldn't breathe. And I was absolutely done. Like, how did I get here? How did I get here? And so I'm completely honest with myself, 110%. I cannot eat like a normal person. I'm a compulsive overeater through and through. I'm always going to be a compulsive eater. And I have to have to completely, it says completely, give myself to this simple program. Thank you so much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Nicole
0: C. Lauren N., you're up, followed by Nessa R.,
8: Thank you. This is Lauren and compulsive overeater sugar addict. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I always thought I was one of those unfortunates that couldn't be constitutionally honest with myself. Was constitutionally incapable of it. But thank God you've taught me otherwise. All of you on this line, all of you in this room, every morning have taught me otherwise. I can be honest. I can be completely honest with myself and be okay with it. Thank you all for being here and for teaching me that one day at a time. This higher power, my higher power, for so many months has been the rooms you All my fellows on this line, I'm just now beginning to believe that there's something out there that has my back. It's hard because I'm giving up all those angry thoughts that I used to have, but I'm not a victim in my life anymore, and that is so wonderful. Thank you all for being here, and with that I'm going to pass. Thank
0: you, Lauren. Okay, Nessa R, you're up, followed by Arlene H.
15: Hi, um, good morning, vision for you. My name is Nessa R and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, I also thought I was constitutionally incapable. Um, What are the odds of that two people in a row sharing about the same thing in this room? you know, I came into the room in January 2003, and by December 2011, I hadn't really accomplished much by way of weight loss or, or anything else for that matter. I had changed meetings. Um, I had changed sponsors many times, both of them many, many times. I was even with the sponsor, that um, I have now the woman who, who guided me to recovery, and I still hadn't accomplished very much, and so I thought, Maybe I'm one of those who's constitutionally incapable. Uh, What I never read was beyond that phrase where it says rigorous honesty. And I think what I was doing is hiding behind that phrase to justify my um, half measures approach to my recovery, to not giving it my all, to holding on to foods, ingredients, and behavior that I had no business um, holding on to to not do the work the way it is required, to not put program first, you know, the way um, I do now, you know, all with the excuse, well, how can I put program ahead of my family, ahead of my children? That's impossible. And what I didn't realize, and I do realize now, is that I was never putting my family first. I was never putting my my children first. I was putting myself first and my desires for this food or that food and that behavior or that behavior, um, and it was only when I truly became honest and I said enough is enough did um, that, that excuse disappeared um, starting with December uh, two thousand and eleven it's been you know six and a half years now, I'm in a normal body. Most of the time I'm in a normal mind that can cope with life. Um, and even when I find um, life overwhelming, food is not even on the radar screen at all at all I can get through life without having to compulsively overeat without even thinking about food which is which is a miracle that I I I, I didn't believe possible six and a half years ago when I was hiding behind the, the phrase of constitutionally incapable but you know uh, if there's people out there like me, you know, come out of hiding. Come out of hiding because it's worth it. You know, it's, very, it's, a, it's a life full of freedom, not only freedom from the food, but, um, you know, freedom from resentment, freedom from fear, freedom from um, all these things that I used to avoid um, when I was in the food, uh, social gatherings, etc. It's just that, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful way to live uh, once um, we get rigorously honest. Uh,
0: and it all starts with the food. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa. Arlene H., you're up, followed by Roanne M.
7: Hello, this is Arlene. May I be heard?
13: Yes. Hi, everybody. Uh, thank you for your service, and uh, thank everybody on this line. You teach me so much. This is an amazing beginning to how it works. It is truly, for me, how this works. Um, grasping and developing a manner of living it does demand rigorous honesty it demands a whole lot of things out of me and um, do I completely want to give myself to this program well I have to ask myself some questions all right how free do I want to be I heard that already on this line and that I had written down in my little notebook here because that's one of the questions that I did ask myself when reading this paragraph. How free do I want to be? In fact, how soon would I like to be the person I aspire to be? And here's a real question for me. Do I really want to be who I think I'd like to be? (laughs) I mean, we are not saints. And I know many people in history who are fantastic human beings uh, who we honor and we look up to, do I want to be them? I mean, I don't want to be a lot of things that those people are. And I know uh, trying to be true to myself, trying to be authentic to myself, trying to be real with myself, I mean, this is a learning process. I have to completely get um small or tall deviations out of my system. I mean, I have to completely um, try not to be angry, try not to react, try not to um make somebody's life difficult, even if they hurt me. I'm supposed to pray for them. I'm supposed to do a lot of things. And you know what? I can. I can do this. And that's the message I'd like to share. All of us can do this. Up to the level of our ability. And up to the level of how free we want to be. And up to the level of um, everything, you know, for the scientific community, everything has an equal and opposite reaction. Every action I take is going to have some sort of consequences. If it's good, I get good consequences. If it's not so good, I get not so good consequences. So I need to know, do I want a vicarious thrill somehow by doing the wrong thing? And, you know, the answer is no. Today the answer is no, but I'm coming up on 60. It took me a hell of a long time to learn um, that those types of drills is not what's the best thing for me or anyone else around me or my, my connection with my higher power. I'm All of that. Thank you. All of that is what I'm trying to do. This is a plan of recovery designed for living precisely how we've recovered. Get as close to it as I can. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you,
16: Arlene. Roanne M., you're up, followed by Melanie M. Good morning. This is Roanne M. in New York. I'm grateful to be on the line. Um, this is an amazing paragraph. You know, my disease likes to tell me that I'm unique and that I'm going to be the one that's not going to get this. And it's telling me that if I do this work and if I'm honest, And, you know, being honest starts with being honest with me. I have to be honest with myself and honest with God. It's telling me that if I follow this path and if I'm thorough and honest, I'm not going to fail. I have to follow this simple program, the simple program of the 12 steps. And I have to take these actions every single day because what I do yesterday is not going to carry over to the next day. Just like the water I drank yesterday is not going to suffice for the water needs that I drink, that I need today. And it, it talks about developing a manner of living, living. I was not living when I'm in, when I'm in my disease, I'm not alive I'm the walking dead. I'm not in life. I'm not clear. I'm not happy. I'm not able to have relationships. I'm not able to be present. So this is developing a manner of living, of truly living. Of course I would want that. And then it's the word demand. Demand to I love the definition that I found, to ask forcefully in a way that shows that refusal is not expected and will not be accepted. So it's basically no is not an option. They're demanding rigorous honesty, which means that it's a must. It's a must. Refusal is not expected and will not be accepted. So I have to be rigorously honest in order to work this program, in order to get the promises, in order to work these steps, in order for them to be effective. I, I ha and it has to start with me. I have to be honest with me. I have to break down those walls of denial that I've built over time, almost as a way to as a way to protect myself. All of those walls that I've built to protect myself from my emotions, from my pain, they have to come down. I have to feel everything.
0: Not time
16: out is through. And with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Roanne. Melanie M., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Hi.
16: Excuse me.
14: Good morning. This is Melanie from Georgia, and um, I'm very excited to be on the live line this morning. Uh, So thank you for your program. This particular chapter, I just started with uh, a vision for you about two months ago. And when I got to this chapter, it really... Was a thorn in my side because honesty has been my problem, um, and I traced it back to when I was growing up. When I was honest, I got punished. Instead of instead of my parents saying, "Oh, okay, well, you know, what what happened? Why couldn't you do X, Y, and Z this way?" And so instead of figuring out a way to get it done in a better way, I was just punished. And so I never learned. Okay, if you're honest then you can get help. And so it's taken me a long time to feel that love. And even when I came in program a long time ago, um, when I was in Howard, I remember saying the the first couple of days I didn't eat an apple. And, oh, well, you got to start all over again. At that point, I had too much baggage to understand that that rigorous honesty was to help me, but it felt like punishment. And so I just have had a lot of work to do um, on me um, and on that, in that area of honesty and understanding that I need support around honesty. And maybe I just need to share that with people. Um, you know, I don't need to feel like I'm being punished. I need to share something with you. And, you know, I need to know that you love me unconditionally and that you accept me unconditionally. And I'm ready to, you know, deal with this, but I have to be honest. And so that's just something I'm working on. I'll be working on that, um, you know, for a while. I've gotten better, made a lot of progress, um, but it can still be difficult for me. That's why I love the red, yellow, and green foods. Um, because now with my red foods, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, that's easy. You know, that, that's easy for me. And so the yellow foods are the ones that aren't so easy. So that's when I go to my sponsor and say, "Hey, listen, this is you know, this is speaking to me." And she gets behind it. Not, oh, well, you you know, it's just I'm just grateful. So this is my stuff. It's my journey. Um, I put my hand in God, and I know that together we can do what I cannot do alone. So thank you for letting me share, and thank you everyone for your support and everything that you say on the line. It really helps. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Melanie. Okay, Melissa C, it's your turn.
17: Hi. Hi, good morning, Katie. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi, thank you. Good morning. It's Melissa C Recovered, compulsive overheater in New York, and um thank you so much for your service. Um you know, so like there's this path, right? And I'm I'm clean of shortcuts. So I wanted to get um to the, you know, to the outcome, to the destination, but I didn't want to follow anybody's path. You know, I want to, like, um, you know, fly above it, do it my way, and get what you have. And um, that was how I kind of looked at things for a long time. Like, I would look at, you know, the physical, always the physical, and uh, and then I wanted the easier, softer way. And And then when I, you know, came here, Um, And I see the same process happen in other people. That's why I really want to share it. There's like the initial, all right, I'll follow your path. Um, Oh, my God, I really have to do all of that? Like, that's crazy. I don't think I really want to follow this path. Um, And then, you know, go out and experiment. And I find out that um, this path is a beautiful path because You know, if you think about a path, there's footsteps that have gone before me, that have paved the way. It's not rough terrain. That's why we have people that guide us, because there is a way. And out there on my own, not following this path, I run into crazy, you know. And so how do I stay on this path? Rigorous honesty. And that's not easy. You know, like we say that this is, you know, this is simple, you know, or Easy, not simple, simple, not easy. Um, it's, I, my dishonesty um, is all the time. I tell myself a million lies, um, you know, throughout the day. Um, and generally when I chip away at it, it's all fear. I, you know, I'm scared. I'm a I'm a grown-up and I'm scared. Um, and so I lie to myself so that I can navigate my way through the world. And this program says you can't, you know, you just can't. You've got to be honest. And, you know, the beautiful thing is I can replace the fear with faith and, and then I'm able to get honest. And it's first honest with yourself, with your food, with that you have this, that, yeah, the work is hard and that I have to do certain things. I'm an addict and I have to live my life in a way that might be very different from my non-addict family and friends, um, you know, and then it's the honesty. Um, I can't, I can't lie on paperwork, you know. I can't fudge records at work because I want things to go my way or I'm afraid
2: that, uh, you know, I'm
17: going to be found out. I've got to be honest on everything. And, you know, and when I do that, um, I, I can live free, you know. Time. So thank you. That'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, um, Melissa. Okay, we have time for 2 two and a half minute shares. If anyone would like to take that, Chrissy G. Chrissy G. Madam.
18: Janice PM.
0: Madam. Madam. Okay, I heard Chrissy G and oh, Matt M. And if by a miracle we have time for you, we'll have you, Janice PM. Go ahead, please, Hi, Chrissy. Sure. Hi, this is Christy G,
19: recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. And I just wanted to say that today, you know, it's like my mind, I wake, I wake up and do I have, do I have the willingness? Do I have, you know, a lot of it is, is routine getting, getting the discipline. And in the beginning, it's really hard to get into a routine and just put your body on autopilot, get up, do your prayers. Go, you know, go to the gym if you're going to the gym. I I happen to be able to be blessed with the schedule that I could go to church every day. I go to church, I listen to my meeting and and it's not like there's not days that I don't want that I that I resist and I don't want to do that, but with God's help I've been able you know I really believe in in you know just like an the natural rhythm that that god puts in in the in the universe with the you know just looking at nature connects me to God so much, just seeing the sun set and rise every day, and you know that's i I can get into that rhythm, that same rhythm, and be aligned with God and do the right thing. I could fight it and i could I could rest in my own nature, my own. Um, selfishness, my, my own laziness and all of those defects, I can easily fall into that. But what happens is when I, when I use that muscle to exert my will to align with God's will, I, that, that part of myself gets stronger and I, and I'm able to sustain, but it takes, it takes initial effort. It takes sweat. And that's something that I, I just think is, I need to drive home with my sponsees when I speak to them. You know, uh, maybe I'm just not ready. You know, maybe after this, you know, move, we're moving or my husband's changing jobs or, you know, I'll have the willingness. And the fact of the matter is it's every day it's difficult until you you really get the winds beneath your wings. And that that doesn't happen right away. It takes your own effort. You have to like be able to spread your wings and like really give give your own your own energy to it, and then God takes you the rest of the way. And that's been my experience. And with that, I pass.
6: Thank you, Chrissy.
0: Okay, madam, it's your turn.
2: Matt, you have two minutes.
0: Matt, we can't hear you. Okay, Janice, you want to go on and take on the last minute and a half?
18: Yes, certainly, and please time me, Katie. Thank you, Janice. Janice, grateful, recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. Um, You know, I just want to repeat that this particular paragraph is really telling us, you know, if you follow our directions, However, this is so important, and it's important for me every day because I forget. I forget sometimes. Um, The directions are the first two steps so far. If we are incapable, which means I lack power, (laughs) that's the honesty. See, I never wanted to believe that I lacked the power, that I was capable of. um, I had the ability, you know, but I have to really come to that conclusion that I lack the power. And that's why I'm willing to find that power in step two before I can even go on (laughs) because if it says honesty, 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 that means I've been dishonest all this time. That's what it implies to me anyway. It implies dishonesty. So I have to come to the conclusion that I do not have the power. It's not going to be someday. It's not going to be how long I've been in the program before I can follow these directions. And if I do, really, really hardly ever, you know, will we fail? Will I fail? But, you know, sometimes I'm defiant. You know, I will not completely give. That means I, oh, I still think that. Oh, you know, I'm not, oh, and that is my chair. And thank you much, Katie. Thanks, pass.
0: Thank you, Janice, and thank you to everyone who has shared, and thank you to everyone who helped with this meeting today. Ilana M, M, Amanda S, Barbara E, Deborah S, Gina F and then coming up, Kristen D and Gina R, and everyone who shared. Um, okay, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, May 1st, 2018, is 11362. That's 11362. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Deborah ask please read A Vision for You? Our Book is meant to be suggestive only.
1: Hi, Devorah. good morning. This is Deborah S. in New Jersey, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We real, we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot